Hello all, and welcome back to another episode of Movies and Us, a weekly gathering place filled with conversations about movies, stories, and connection. My name is Jennifer Hahn. And I'm Sarah Callum. And today we're going to be reviewing the film Reality. All right, Sarah, do you to kick us off with an IMDb summary for Reality? Sure. A former American intelligence specialist was given the longest sentence for the unauthorized release of government information to the media about Russian interference in the 2016 United States election via an email operation. Wow, that was that was a mouthful. That is one whole sentence. Yeah. <laughs> it's so many words. Oh man. Whew. Um yeah, that kept going. I kept going and yep, going. I expected it to stop like three times. And it just kept rolling. <laughs> it's a whole paragraph. It really is. It's so many words. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Let's start off with our one-sentence summaries for the film Reality. What was yours? Mine is, turns out reality is stranger than fiction. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> well played. Uh my one sentence summary is automatic empathy activated for pet loving characters. Yes, a thousand percent. Honestly, it is you. Yeah, yeah. Foolproof. Yes, foolproof every time. Yeah, she was like, "Oh my gosh, what about my dog and my cat?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I already love you. This is great." Yes, <laughs> I'm on board. You could be like trying to usher in the end of the world, and I would have been like, "It's okay. It's okay though." But she's a complex character. Yes, you know? absolutely. She's concerned about her dog. Yes. Yeah. And her cat. And her cat. Yeah. Amazing. She what a great favorite. <laughs> okay, so in this first section, let's share kind of initial thoughts of the film reality and then I guess we'll we'll have we'll have a spoiler and then usher in the full full rain. Full free rain. Um although this movie I think is still worth yeah, still worth having a spoiler. Yeah, for. probably. Though I do feel like that IMDb summary gave away yeah. everything. Yes. So, you know, whatevs. It's fine. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll do a short little section at the beginning and then just have full reign. Okay, so tell me your thoughts. How did reality – how was reality for you? <laughs> reality was thrilling and terrifying and interesting <laughs> Not unlike our current reality that we're living in. Um, yeah. No, this this movie, I'm I am fascinated by this because the dialogue of this was taken from FBI yeah. transcripts of this mm-hmm. interview, and there were multiple times throughout the movie where I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like the way that this is write like written, and the way that you see these like like uh, power dynamics shift and you see that people are hiding things and, and the way that, you know, the, the plot just kind of peels back, like you're getting into this onion. I'm like, wow, that's really cool how this was written. And I had to keep reminding myself, no, these are from FBI transcripts. Like this wasn't written, which is bonkers. Um, And it's just, it's, it's amazing to me that this film works like I never would have thought like hey let's take an FBI transcript and turn that into a movie uh and it be thrilling and exciting and and tense uh and they managed to do just that and there were so many times throughout the film where I felt really conflicted about what was going on and and my uh my sense of loyalty to, to the characters were, were really interesting to kind of like grapple with, especially with reality's character. And I kept kind of going back and forth of like, you know, I, I really like her. Oh, she broke the law. Oh, what, like, just what morally do I feel about what is happening here? So that was also interesting to think about. So I think this is a very, very interesting film. Uh, and I had a great time watching it and I think everybody should go watch this this is a blast yeah and there's so many fascinating filmmaking choices that this this film chooses to make as well when it comes to the staging the cinematography the color choices the the way that 
visually the color palette begins to change as we get deeper and deeper into this unfolding of you know an, a two-hour period of time um so i thought that was really fascinating to see i, I think this was created into a a stage play and yeah. then now created into a film so all of the like the, the blocking and staging of the the relationship of where these people are positioned and then kind of the the choices around how they filmed this very small room where most of the, f- the film takes place in was just fascinating to see it, it's it's quite an interesting challenge because they have such a smaller scope of content to to play within and then um they're also they've tied themselves to the um fbi recordings as well and so there's less that they can kind of like manipulate with uh the dialogue and the timing so i think we'll 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 talk about some of those pieces but one thing that i kept thinking about was this is such an interesting follow-up conversation to the one that we had on uh our blackberry episode yes this idea of like what is film and what responsibility does film have to uh, represent what is real and what is what is true about the events that unfolded versus not. And I mean, we're calling this a film, but there are so many moments where this was unfolding. I was like, is this a documentary? And this is just reenactments of uh, real life events that have been, but they're, they're tied and deeply rooted in what actually happened. They actually are sticking so closely to the script as well of those recordings. So um, the lines of like fictional feature length film and then documentary is kind of interestingly blurred in this. And uh, I, I've, I mean, there's so many documentaries today that create these like fake scenes of what's happening based on transcripts and, and whatnot. So that, that blurring is fascinating to talk about as well. Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting point. This, really is an hour and a half long reenactment and mm-hmm. that that definitely I don't know puts a puts a different spin on things and I wonder because you see um in in different parts of the film you see like in the beginning she's working in her little cube and and Fox News is is blaring um and then you see little cuts of that throughout where she's in her cube and her actually you know committing these alleged crimes blah 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 blah. um and I wonder if that maybe is what separates it from being a reenactment if it's because there's a little bit more of like a narrative structure there rather than just here is a tape we're just gonna act it out I know it, it it is interesting how those lines are very blurred with this. Yeah, yeah, and uh the interpretation like you're mentioning. This is based on true transcripts, but there is a clear interpretation of mm-hmm. the characters based on things like those intercut scenes. And also I was thinking about like because they were they they would cut in shots of the actual transcript like like a fake like a document that's recreated that's like typing out the words as we're hearing them um the the interpretations of who Garrick and Taylor are and the approach and the aura that they bring like how closely is that um Mm. grounded in Mm -hmm. what she heard on the transcripts versus this like shifting and and molding of who she who the writers of this believe that those characters might be or could be interesting to represent them in this film version i think especially the uh interactions between reality and agent garrick were fascinating to me um because there's this there's this what feels like a false sense of warmth and it comes off as a little bit creepy but then there's this they're little cracked jokes with each other and I'm like was that did that feel as awkward while listening to the tapes or was that inserted and interpreted into this like really strange dynamic in this version of the retelling and the reenactment you know like those details matter for how we view 
reality's character and the FBI characters. And um, I, I just wonder what choices were made there. Yeah, that's that's a really good thought because you can say the the same words, but if your tone is different, then the whole meaning is different. Yeah. And so much of this film centers on uh, the 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 for lack of a better term, like relationship dynamics between these two characters primarily. Uh, and that could be very different than than what we saw here. So that's that's interesting to think about. Like you can say the words are the same, but what creative liberties were taken to potentially change some of their meanings. I don't know that they they did that the the film seems to be positioning itself as like we tried to make this as accurate as possible but it is interesting to think about how much play there is even if you're taking text verbatim from a transcript mm-hmm. yep yep and then potentially being able to insert those shots of even how the actor plays agent garrick right like yeah. the the kind of terrifyingly creepy smiles and yeah. that look in his eye like all of those are added in as well and so yeah you bring up an interesting point around like the intention like then maybe that's the difference between well some would argue that documentaries in incredibly interpretive as well of course yeah. but the intention to be as close to truth versus we are positioning this as rooted in truth, but we have taken creative liberties to make this an engaging storytelling experience, which is kind of the that conversation that we had around Blackberry. Like, are they even trying to tell this truthfully? In the case of Blackberry, no. But uh, what serves this being a like an engaging film-going experience is – I mean, it's it's far more interesting and I think there's a lot more to think about when it's there is this power dynamic, there is this uh awkwardness in the in the relationship and the interactions and and this feeling of being they're preying upon this this person and and making them feel um uh kind of boxed in. Like that's a lot more interesting for us to think about than here are these kind-hearted FBI agents that are coming to just do their job, you know? Like, yeah. um, there's less there to to chew on. Well, and I, I think what's interesting is, you know, like I did some Googling after, after watching. I didn't go as deeply as I did when I watched Blackberry, but still. Uh, and I read about the, the actress, Sydney Sweeney, you know, uh, even like meeting with, reality on zoom just to like learn some of her mannerisms and how she speaks and all of those kind of things so that she could bring Mm. like a truthfulness to the performance but in in what I read the the coverage that I read was mainly focused on Sydney Sweeney and and her bringing reality to life as it should be because she is the main character but I didn't read anything about the FBI agents and the the actors that play them. So I it hadn't even occurred to me to go more deeply on them. I just assumed like, oh yeah, that just seems like what an FBI agent would do in this situation. So so that's also fascinating to think about that the the this film there's not a lot of resources for us to to learn more about these FBI agents. It's solely focused on reality, which makes sense. She's the main character. But yeah, it hadn't occurred to me that there could be a different dynamic with the FBI agents. Mm, so yeah, like even the PR yeah. helping position what the thesis of this film is. You know, like um, I think that this – well, let's include our spoiler alert here probably uh, before we keep going because I think that the the way this film unfolds and the ending I think will be interesting to talk about. So if you haven't seen reality, it's happening all around you. But also <laughs> the movie itself is on uh, Max. You can, you can stream it on Max. Formerly called HBO Max. Now it's called Max. Okay, so now we have full reign. So yeah, the, I, that's interesting that you mentioned um, the kind of – marketing and promo of this film focused on Sydney Sweeney's dedication to telling the story of reality 
um, more accurately because I think that it's clear that this film is incredibly sympathetic to reality as as um, as a person, the choices that she made. Um, that is clearly positioned, and I think that the the representation of the FBI agents in this film help contribute to the empathy that we have for reality because there is this clear power dynamic that's at play here. They are um, in, incredibly like a, 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 what's the word I'm trying to look for? Awkward comes to mind first, but I think it's this like there's a sense of pressuring that you feel from them from the beginning mm-hmm. and this sense of manipulation as well of like, we know things, but we're waiting for you. Like we're going to try and get you to fall into this conversational trap so that you admit or confess or whatnot. Like we feel them um, kind of zeroing in and boxing her in. And from the staging that happens as well. She's always pushed up against a wall and they are like right in front of her but she is like backed backed back to the wall right so I think that helps contribute significantly to us being incredibly sympathetic for this um young woman whose house is being ridden by all these men and they she's clearly at the mercy of some of the power dynamics at play here and so the way that the FBI agents are being represented I think are are vital to how we feel about everything that has unfolded. But it did make me wonder, like, how, how – was it really this this, um, this dramatic in, in the representations of those FBI agents? See, that's, that is so fascinating because it – I accepted it. Like, yeah, that makes sense to me because you can see, like, bits of, like, interrogation technique – in there like trying to uh connect with the suspect trying to uh get them to to disclose more things things like hey you're you're in a corner your back is up against the wall you know like these various things that are like interrogation-y and so I I did not question it I was like yeah this makes sense this feels like how like the non-dramatized version of an interrogation uh and then you just see how how tense and how like it's it's almost like this weird like cat and mouse game that's happening during this interrogation because they obviously have information and she's trying to disclose certain things but like not too much and then you just see how they just it's like a chess game is really what it is that you're just seeing unfold verbally. Uh, and I, I did not question it. So that's, that's very interesting. I'm trying to imagine another version of this, like how else this could have gone from the FBI perspective, because that did not occur to me while I was watching. I, I wonder if um, there, I think that there's a version of this that, I would have read the FBI agents as competent and not that they aren't competent, but they're the, that all of what you're talking about, like those tactics that have been like, yes, they're, they're doing their job, but there's a, there's a, there's a sense of they're kind of enjoying this power dynamic and, and the, the power that they wield that felt a little bit icky to me. And I, I am, and I think part of that's was intentional, like, especially when, the throngs of men show up and mm-hmm. you know there's especially one character that who like is clearly loving this and just the kind of um power trip that they're on that felt uh didn't sit right with me and I was like they're just I so I felt that internal conflict as well like why does this feel so off to me and how they're executing and folding all of this. But then the other part of me is like, well, they just kind of have to do their job. And a lot of that, like, um, uh, dynamics are just, they have to assume, they have a search warrant. They have to assume that she has um, done something wrong and, and take all of these, like, careful measures and all this kind of stuff. But 
they seem to be enjoying it more than I would have liked to see, which I think makes me uh, judge them more harshly than if they were just, hey, these are these competent government officials. They're coming in to do their job and they're doing it well. You know, like why I didn't read it. I, I, I've, I didn't read it as purely that way as maybe another version of this. Yeah, that's really interesting. Now I want to do more research on these FBI agents mm-hmm. uh, and just just see. Because it yeah. even though like they were, especially I think like the, he's listed as unknown male, uh, the dude in the like yellow shirt. Oh, yeah. he was so creepy. I yeah. cringed every time he came on screen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's that's really interesting to think about was the real unknown male on the recordings <laughs> as just absolutely creepy as he comes off in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Exactly. Wow. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. I'm like gonna... this movie clearly has a point of view on positioning and yeah. portraying the FBI agents in a certain way. And it serves it serves its thesis though. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. It so, it makes it a far more interesting film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Other things that we wanted to talk about. Where should we go next? Do you want to talk about reality? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our main character. Yes. Yeah, tell me your thoughts. I, I think one of my favorite things about her is that the film makes it clear that she is a complex person. You know, she's not just one thing. And so they, uh, as the FBI agents are looking through her home, they show like her, her Pokemon bedspread. They show her, uh, journals with with drawings. They also show her with a Quran, but they also show her with a pink AR fifteen. So it's like all of these different things. She's she eats healthy. She loves to work out. All of this. Um, she is. I mean, obviously, reality winner is a real person, um, and is is more than uh, what was portrayed in the news. Because like even you know, we see that she is, uh, she is very well-versed in Middle Eastern culture. She speaks Farsi and Pashto and all of these things. And in the beginning, the, the FBI agents are like, oh, wow, that's impressive. But then over the course of the film, you see that those skills that are so impressive and so needed are then used against her by the end of the film. So it was just nice to see that she is more than just a caricature. She is more than just how the news painted her. Um, But she has all of these different interests and she's just an an interesting person. Uh, And I I love that the film in little ways uh, pointed out just her humanity as opposed to just painting her as this one thing. Yeah, I thought that was so fascinating to do because it's such a commentary on like the the way that we in our news position people as heroes or or traitors right like this is this I mean she's a mini Snowden in a lot of ways and that last section um where there's they're cutting in all of these various news sources on different uh sides of the spectrum of their political ideologies are looking to position her as a hero or a villain and this movie is like here's here's a a woman that cares deeply about people um she cares deeply about her pets too like um and she's acting out of these different motivations and intentions with her relationship to her country but also like the the real life events that were unfolding in her life as well like I thought that it was really interesting that they included so many of those bits around like the 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 pressures that she experienced from her own life and the frustrations and like this desire to be deployed but she felt stuck and that contributed to this feeling of hopelessness and a lack of agency and so this was 
also part of her way to um, help help her country from her perspective and do something. Like she just desired to do something and, and seeing the people talking all around her was sowing these frustrations. And I thought that that was um, a much more deeply human way to show why people make these decisions and the complexity in motivations and intentions that contribute to someone ultimately choosing this, right? So, you know, like you see the FBI, FBI agents also continue to press on like why, like what was it in that mm-hmm. season of your life that pushed you to do this? And they're always like, we know you're not this type of person, blah, blah, blah. I thought that was a really fascinating um, tactic to use, but uh, the, the, the push for the why and it being so deeply ingrained in her, her as a person and, and her life and not just this like macro view of what this means for the country as well, I thought was um, pretty illuminating. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting to think about, you know, because we've we've heard of Snowden and Julian Assange and like these like bigger leaks of of classified information, and it's very interesting to take a look at somebody like Reality because she wanted to serve her country. She she and she was. Um, and that was her big goal though, was to get, to get back, you know, re-enlist, redeploy, all of that. Um, and then she does something that is completely contrary to that goal. Um, and it, it's, it was interesting them talking through like timeline and all of that. And then you see the intercutting of like her, her Instagram posts too. And this just reminder that, she was a real person facing real stressors that that led her to make a decision in a moment um, that had severe consequences for her. And she and she made this decision out of like a, a a sense of patriotism too, which I think is also just an interesting uh, thing to really highlight in this film. Yeah, she's fascinating. What a, what an interesting, cause, and I struggled to even call her a character cause she's, she's a real person yeah. who made this yeah. decision, which, which is why it's so interesting is because she is a real person. So the decisions that we make are often more interesting than the, the made up ones that, that characters make. Yeah, I had that same internal tension as well, where I was, I, I kept being like, this is so interesting how she is unfolding and revealing more and more of herself. And I was like, that's so smart for the film to do over the course of this incredibly tense conversation to see that unravel and see her um, kind of peel back her layers. And, and by the end of the film, she has this incredibly um, poignant clarity in the way that she is able to communicate her feelings in that season and why she made that decision and I was like wow here's a character that is has has reached clarity and is able to communicate so clearly that sense of hopelessness and the desire to do something and stand up for something that she believed in but then I was like wait 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 this is all based on the real transcripts you know like that I mean I mean like Man, reality is interesting enough. We we don't need to create <laughs> fictional stories when real people are so interesting. But um I thought that 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 clarity that she had and the journey that she goes on over the course of those two hours is um it it, it feels so uh illuminating and and that it I think it's more exciting. There's more um that it makes you think about knowing that this is also like a real person. Um, there's something about that that is like, I, I don't know. I, I kept having to remind myself of that. And I think it it's, it's it changes the way that I, I view this whole experience, this whole filmed experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I had to keep reminding myself 
that this really happened as well. Because I, I don't know, it's just, it's so well done the way that they were able to take this transcript and bring it back to life. And, and you really get engaged in it all. You know, you're, you get invested in this character. You get invested in, in, in understanding the mystery, you know, what did she do? Okay. Did she actually do it? Okay. Then what was her why for doing it? And then what is going to happen to her? you know, and, and so like, you're emotionally invested in this. And it, it, it feels it like it's of such high quality that it feels like it was written. Um, or like somebody created this out of their own mind. But it's, it's bonkers to think that this, this actually happened. And these are, are real people uh, that we're just seeing a reenactment of. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like what's interesting is I just I just had said like we don't need fictional characters like when reality is so interesting and like real people are so interesting. But maybe the flip of that is should be we need fictional characters that are written with such poignant mm-hmm. uh, observations of, of how human beings really are that they they feel just as reflective and resonant as real people maybe that's the better statement you know because that is some of our most interesting and and best conversations and films that we've experienced is these these characters that feel so deeply human and and resonant and complex the way that real humans are Mm -hmm. and that that's the the importance of having those those three-dimensional characters because I think you know, as, as much as I love documentaries and, and all of that, uh, there, there's something magical about fiction too. And you can make these, you can use a story as an entry point to make a larger point or, or highlight a larger theme that you're not always able to do in a documentary or, um, I I don't know, it's, it's easier to, I feel like if you're watching a documentary, it, it's easier in some ways to bring your own bias because if it's if it's about a person that I don't like, then I'm automatically going to bring that to the table. But if I'm watching a fiction movie, I'm maybe I'm not going to come in with all of those same biases that might prevent me from engaging with the material. So I think both have their their place. Uh, but I agree, we need better storytelling we need more interesting characters uh so that we can create better stories that that then help us engage with larger themes and the world around us and 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 go into the lived experiences of others like all of these things um that we can do through fiction and it's all rooted in good characters and good writing and good storytelling yeah, yeah, and this I think this film is such a such a great example of like the the complexity and living in that complexity is so worth it and so meaningful. You know, like the 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 way that this film introduced those essentially a montage of news service news sources mm-hmm. commenting about this at the end. That was such a just like it's such a great support for the overarching thesis or it kind of brings in a new idea to chew on, which is our, because the, the news is inherently, you know, thriving on our desire for drama. And the news is also a storytelling device that it is often reductionist. It it is trying to take these complex human beings and categorize them into our know typical buckets of like who is the hero who is the protagonist who is the the villain who is the traitor like they are reducing this incredibly complex woman and her motivations and desires both personal and out of patriotism into just like these smaller uh buckets that um are clearly defined and i think that the film while I think does have a very clear point of view has 
given us enough room as the viewers to have that internal dialogue with ourselves on how do we feel about reality and the choices that she's made. Like I, I actually think that while it's very clear it stands, it does allow for us to be able to wander and arrive at that ourselves versus being incredibly uh, clear from the beginning who this person is and and the movie's point of view on on reality. But um, that that desire for us to simplify in the news, I just thought was like such an interesting point of view to bring in, especially at the end of a 90-minute experience where we've sat with and and observed and seen the complexity of this human being. And that's only in the course of this like two-hour time period. We got just a glimpse of the complexity of this person. And so um, that pairing together I thought was really interesting. Here's a two-hour, 90-minute complex character study followed by the way that she's represented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we had just spent so much time with her and then to yeah. see how she's portrayed in the news and going, well, that's, that's not what we just watched. Yeah. Brilliant. And like, I, I went on such a roller coaster about how I thought about reality. Cause I, yeah, tell me more. I, I felt so much sympathy for her. And I was like, oh my gosh, this poor woman is in this situation with the FBI agents tearing her house apart. Um, and and I, I hated that she was in that situation. Um, and then at the end of it being like, but but she broke the law. And like having both of those things be true and me feeling for her and like, oh my gosh, I, I hate that you're going through this. I feel empathy for you, all of that. And then still going, you knowingly broke the law. And so holding those two things in, in tension with each other is, is kind of interesting, you know, that unlike the, the, the news me having to hold these two separate things together and going, she's, she's neither a savior, nor is she a villain villain. She is a person who made a choice and then had to face consequences for that choice. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's interesting. And I love it when a movie can get you to that point where a character isn't a hero or a villain, but, is much more nuanced and, and complex than that. And I, I love that, that this movie was able to, to get me there. Yeah. Cause she loves her pet. She does. Yes. She is a pet person. And so automatically she, she yes. has a lot of points in my book. If Thanos loved his pets, I'm like, Oh, you're trying to like, wipe out half the population that's fine yeah man you're a complex character now <laughs> it's true you have you are an empathetic loving person that is just a little bit mm-hmm. uh, a little misguided misled yeah yeah in your beliefs yeah yeah well i also to your point around this this like moral dilemma that we feel with her uh i think is also interesting because the effects of her decisions are also deeply debated, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and this echoes all of the other kind of whistleblowers and Snowden as well, which is there is a infringement of trust and, and law breaking and all this kind of stuff in order to expose something. And then the question is like, does the risk that the exposure has put the country at, is it worth the, opportunity for us as a country to uh, mend and improve on some of our practices or um, our systems and unveiling something that we can uproot now that can be mended for the future and and also giving that awareness to the public. And so there's this like, there's this immediate risk and then the long-term opportunity for improvement. And how do we weigh 
those two things together. Is it worth it? Was it worth it or was it not? Was it right to do that or not? Um, and then there's the then question around like the ripple effects of if if we have so many of our uh, government employees working on classified documents that are seeing this picture of whistleblowing and, and, ex- and exposing and leaking documents. Like what does that do for the entire system in general, which is like an interesting question. And and that's why I, I think that, again, I keep talking about those news sources, but I think that they're so critical at the end of this film to kind of um, showcase the, the complexity of her choices because we see both of those viewpoints represented, right? There's the one side that's like she betrayed the country. She put us at risk. She knowingly knew that we were giving information to our adversaries and whatnot. Then there's the other side, which is we needed to know this for the country to be able to uphold democracy, blah, 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 right? And the the film, I think, did a great job of showcasing and giving us a spectrum of both of those viewpoints for us to chew on. I think it ultimately has a perspective on how they view her, but it's it willingly brings in many perspectives, which I really love because another version of this film would have been, here's the super awful side that mm-hmm. interprets it this way, and clearly she is the hero, right? And this movie allows for a lot of that nuance and complexity to be ushered in and, and invites it and willingly brings it in. And I, I think in another interesting component of this is that those news sources that they show the the public probably only saw if they saw anything about this story they saw one or the other they they didn't see both and so the way that the news portrays events uh shapes how Americans view it which then shapes how Americans make decisions on other things you know so there's this like bigger ripple effect Mm, that comes from our siloed media intake uh, which is also just just so interesting to think about because because what she was trying to do was expose the truth after hearing you know that that Fox News uh all that Fox news coverage over the election when she knew the truth. And so she's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to show the truth as part of my duty to this country. And so what she attempted to do probably didn't make an impact on the people that she was attempting to make an impact on. Mm, So even that's an interesting uh, way to think about this as well. Um, So like, was this a a net positive for the country, her exposing this document? I don't know, because our our country is 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 this interesting mix of very different people who believe different things and get their informati- information from different ecosystems. And so probably what she imagined the effect being isn't actually what happened which in some ways makes this even more tragic uh, because the good that she attempted to do, I don't, I don't know happened the way that she wanted it to. I love that you mentioned that because yeah, even in some of those new segments that were aired after the leak, they're still debating whether or not that that is valid or Mm -hmm. not, you know, like they themselves also um, can still so doubt where they need to and still mask the truth. So then it's like her attempt to unveil the truth is thwarted yet again by the news sources and the the stories that the news sources tell to the public. Um, So yeah, that's a really interesting point around like, did she even accomplish what she set out to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was the point? Uh, Yeah. It's really depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's one thing to like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to break the law and I'm going to make this large impact. You know, like my truth telling will change things. And uh, I, I, I don't know that that happened. <laughs> that makes it so sad. <laughs> yeah. I And she compares herself. She's like, at one point she says, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a Snowden. Yeah. And 
I think that that is that is true, right? Like we are seeing Snowden had such a clear strategy and and was very planful and strategic about the way that he chose to bring the information that he had and was very methodical about it as well, right? And we're seeing this like much more like I think um, normal human person that feels a lot more relatable to us figure out how to do something and this was her small way of trying to do something but in a lot of ways like she's a lot more relatable as a character of just being like I I wanted to help somehow and this was my 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 way to do it in, in this very small scale that I thought I could do and um, I think like the the earnestness of her desire is I think automatically endearing as well along with her love for her her pets um but we see like you mentioned the the smaller scope of impact because of the method and the way that she went about it as well yeah yeah it's that that was another thing that I I was thinking about like if you're going to do this I need you to plan a little bit better <laughs> like this is, a, yeah. this is a big deal what you're doing I need you to be more strategic yeah. um but I think again like the the film does a good job getting us into her mind because it it was yes like I'm going to do this um patriotic duty wanting to expose the truth yada yada like Yes. So there was some like deliberate decision that was made, but it was also partially this like, I'm pushed over the edge. And so I'm just going to do it. Um, And then I think the other component of this is that she placed her faith in a news organization to keep her anonymous. And the news organization did not do its part Mm, and so that's another interesting component of this that I've I've been thinking about you know we've we've seen lots of movies about you know newspapers and anonymous sources and and newspapers not ever going to give up their anonymous source and all of that and we see in this movie and what happened in real life is the intercept did not protect reality the way that she thought they were going to. And so I wonder if she didn't trust that organization as much, would she have been more strategic and maybe made a different yeah. choice? So that's another interesting comp- component of this as well. I love that you brought that up actually. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, that that dynamic here. But I think it, it, it also emphasizes how much she's um, – I think the, the her choice of action is honestly what the like typical human being would do. And mm-hmm. instead of thinking like, how do I protect myself at every phase? And how do I ensure that like whatever I leak is also seen as credible and reliable? You know, like the fact that there's still the debate in the news sources around like, are those documents even valid? You know, like that the, the, it wasn't corroborated. So that uh, – impact that she desired was also thwarted from that as well. I think like all of that is like really interesting because she's a normal human being like us that has this scope and view of what she can do. And it it takes a lot more of like a, a, I think like strategic thinking and, and knowing how the system works to be able to make all of the right choices for this to truly be deemed a success. You know, like this was, um, she was incredibly trusting and and had faith in the new source. And I, I think that was an, that's an interesting dynamic that I hadn't thought about yet. Another like character moment or character detail that also is indicative of like who she is as a person. And I'm like, man, most of us would be like that, you know, like there's this this rise of emotion that she felt the urgency to do. And again, I think the movie emphasizes as well is there were all these other pressures in her personal life and mm-hmm. feeling stuck that also motivated this. Like, yes, it was out of patriotism, but also there's this other uh, human force at play here that contributes to the decision-making and probably the, um, the, the 
impulse to do it more quickly too in that moment, this rise of emotion and just like mail it out, you know, like that. Um, I think you see a contrast to say the months and months of planning and, and collection of data and corroboration and contact and interviewing that um, Snowden did to, to reveal into a week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we see reality's trust in institutions uh, all the way through this whole movie. Cause even when the FBI agents first show up on, on her door, she's, she's, I, I wouldn't say she's forthcoming, but she is open and she is willing to engage in a dialogue. And even before they show her the warrant. She's like, yeah, I'll talk to you. When the whole time I have alarm bells oh, yeah. ringing in my brain going, Mm-mm, no, you do not talk to them. If they have a warrant, they need to show you the warrant and they are going to only execute within the boundaries of the warrant. Like I'm over here <laughs> trying to be her lawyer uh, when I don't have a law degree. And she is just mm-hmm. trusting and like, yes, come into my house yes, I will disclose information to you. And so it, it makes sense then she, she has faith in the system. She has faith in America. She has faith in the institution. She has faith in the news. Like it, it paints this very full picture of, of who she is as a person. And it also brings this interesting dimension to her being a person who leaked classified information, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like other leaks have been classified maybe more as like a distrust of the system. And so, okay, we want to expose the corruption in the system. Whereas this seems to be rooted more in, hey, I have faith in institutions. Let me show you the truth to help you see that you can trust these institutions as well. It's just, mm. It's such a different mindset. It's fascinating. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Which is which exposed her to the outcomes that we saw. Mm-hmm. You know, it exposed her to not thinking maybe as as um out of that like self protection as well. Like, w- can I trust the independent right to protect my anonymity? Um, and if if not, then what other methods or 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 practices should I put in place to ensure that I am protected? Or maybe this is not the best route. Like there's the her trust in this institutions has uh, I think maybe shaped the, the the decisions that she made around not putting in or thinking more deeply around the her approach. And you're right, like the FBI shows up and like, don't they need to show you the warrant for like, come on in. Sure. Like it's wild. What? (laughs) But I think it also makes her like, I don't know for me, like a little bit more of an endearing character. Um, To see this, this push and pull of she is wanting to do something to expose the corruption, but also like still has, hope and faith in the system. Maybe it's more tragic because she gets screwed over by it by the end. Um, but I think as a human person, I'm like, man, she she desires to do good and believes that the system can ultimately do good. I don't know. Maybe she's jaded now because she of, – of everything that unfolded. But um, I think it's that same push and pull that we feel around her her – uh, warmth and the humanity, the humanity that we see in her, right? Like she isn't this um, jaded, cynical, bitter, mm-hmm. burnt out person that is looking to like take the whole system down. No, she's just trying to do good, and she believes in good. Like there's something endearing about that. Yeah, and it's it's also wild to me that like she did this, and she's still that open with the FBI agents. Uh, Yeah. And and I genuinely, like, to me, it didn't come across as, like, this, like, master criminal wanting to do, like, the whole thing was a bluff. Um, But it it really read to me more like, like you said, just like a regular person who's like, 
yeah, I have nothing to hide. And turns out she did have something to hide. Uh, yeah, it's wild. What's also interesting is that the FBI agents seem to have picked up on that and that's part of their narrative and one of their um, interrogation tactics is they continuously emphasized, we know you're not this type of person. So mm-hmm. what happened? Like, why did you make this big decision? Like, this isn't you. We know this isn't you. And she kind of is saying that back to them as well and, and that propaganda is working as well because she's like, I am, I'm not a Snowden. Like, I'm not a criminal. I was just trying to help. And probably from all of the research and investigation that they've already done on her, her Instagram profile, all of the probably like uh, communications that they could tap into and all this stuff, the research that they did on her, they have also concluded the same thing, which is kind of mm-hmm. fascinating to me. And just also like, wow, it's genius. Um but they've 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 created a profile of who she is, and they also recognize that she is not this master criminal who's who's planful and and anarchist, right? Like, and they use that with her as well, and she agrees with it. And I think you see the over the course of the ninety minute um, conversation with them, you see her emotion begin to to come to the surface as well around that, like. I'm not this person. I was just the desperation of that moment when she made that decision. I think you really see come to fruition as she, you know, her eyes begin to tear up and she becomes a lot more, I think, emotionally um, ridden with kind of the consequences of her choices kind of dawning on her as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is very fascinating because she, you can tell that she's, she's guarded in the beginning just because she's like okay what is this and like uh not wanting to maybe like disclose too much but she is still willing to engage is still friendly is still responsive all of those things but by the end she is she is emotional and we see a range of emotion from her at the end that we didn't necessarily see in the beginning so even that's pretty fascinating to watch her not only unravel the truth, but also kind of unraveling who she is as well. And we see additional facets of of her character and who she is. And and yeah, I would I would imagine uh, being pretty emotional if uh, if everything was coming crashing down on me like that. So it it's all so human. And it's also so captivating to watch. Yeah, yeah, very much so. She's honestly a lot more calm at the ending there than I, I would have been. Yeah. Which was also an interesting character moment as well. You know, like we see the raw emotion rise into the surface. And yet even when she's um, being handcuffed or even actually before that, and she asks um, Agent Garrick, like, Am I going to jail or not? There, There is this odd sense of calm mixed in with the emotion. Like I think um, I think a lot of – I think a lot of other people would be a lot more terrified and panicking and, and desperate and, and, you know, like just more riled up in that moment. And she's – she was oddly calm. Just am I going to jail or not? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, okay. And kind of a, mm-hmm. the acceptance of what is to come. She arrived at quite a lot faster, I think, than I would have or that I would have expected most would have. So mm-hmm. that was an interesting character moment for her. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Just what a fascinating individual. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Okay. Any other last thoughts that we want to talk about? I, I think another just interesting component of this film is that we're seeing more and more cases like this people being charged with the espionage act um we saw that earlier this year with uh jack tashira i think his name is the guy who leaked documents to the discord server uh Mm. former president trump was just indicted espionage act 
And so it's, it's, it's just interesting that this story, this movie premiered on HBO Max when oh, we're yeah. having these, oh, pardon me, yeah. on Max because HBO stupidly changed its name, but uh, it premiered in this time when, when we're having conversations around classified documents and what, how, how institutions are protecting them, what role people have in retaining or spreading documents, what is the punishment for disseminating this kind of information, all of that. So it's just, I, I'm, I'm sure that the overlords at HBO did not foresee this happening uh, when they decided this would be the release date, but I think it's a very timely release when the news is really focused on this type of story and conversations are are being had about classifications and and what how do we protect the most important information and it's just it's it's interesting to watch this knowing what is also currently happening in in our country today mm, yeah the backdrop that it's set against you know that i'm thinking about the the sentence you always say around like art ref- both shapes and reflects culture. Mm-hmm. And this is a great yeah. example of like, this is, this is top of mind for folks. And I think that like the, the ending white text on screen around her being charged on the espionage and also like the um, events afterwards of, of her prison sentence and things like that. It just, it makes me think about the ways that we can use that policy well. And then the ways that we can also just, um, use that policy to charge anyone that seems suspicious or or that that it's convenient for us. Like, and we've seen the U.S. do that in their history in the past. And so, like, you're right. Like, we have these policies and laws in place, and we are wielding them. And then, how we wield them will be, I think, continued conversation and top of mind uh, against the backdrop of everything else that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a very timely film, which is, yeah. is kind of bonkers because this happened a few years ago, but man, it's still relevant today, maybe now more than ever. Yeah, yeah. The one last thing I'll mention is that uh, Sydney Sweeney was fabulous in this film, but I think it's also interesting because she is – she has been in – like specifically some television shows that have been really popular with younger audiences as well um and kind of played some of the iconic roles in like euphoria or the white lotus and i i I was thinking about while watching this film like who how will people discover this and will they watch it and i think that sydney sweeney being this in in this is a real draw and i think it'll i'm just excited and, and thinking about what type of audience this will draw with the kind of influence and following that she has um it's kind of fun to think about like swap that swap her out with somebody else will gen z watch this i don't know maybe they're interested in it maybe they will but it definitely is able to attract an audience now by casting her she's also just fabulous and this is a hard role to play yeah yeah i uh i'm i'm currently watching season one of the white lotus i'm almost done with it oh my gosh we need to talk about it and here's your thoughts at some point <laughs> but it, it was just so funny like i i i didn't make the connection that sydney sweeney is also in white lotus like it took me a mm-hmm. long time while watching reality that i was like hey wait a second <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. and because the characters are so different and like yeah. obviously it is it is still her but like her demeanor is so different that to me she looked different if that at all makes sense um and so yeah I was just I was blown away by her performance and then watching an episode of White Lotus I was like whoa you're incredible Mm -hmm. I want to see her in so many more things she she is a great actress and I'm sure we'll see a lot more from her because she's so young yeah such good things to come yeah this is I mean, she, I think she's playing, she has a far difficult um, task compared to some of the other roles of having to portray just so many different emotions. And the camera's yeah. often just 
straight up focused on her, you know, and she carries, honestly, this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. and the pressure to play a real person, you know, yeah. like, and yeah. like a real person who is still alive, <laughs> who you yeah. have talked to, who you have met with, who you've met their family. Like, that's, I don't know. I feel like that would be a lot more pressure to try and do someone justice when you've met them and a real person who's controversial for the public as well yeah and your performance may change the audience's view on where they fall on the spectrum of that controversial view like a reading of this person and and their actions right wow she did a great job i did so impressed very good. <laughs> yeah, excited to see her in more things. Mm-hmm. All right, well, this is our review and discussion of reality. You can find it available on Max. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Movies and Us. Our name sums it up. We're all about movies and the powerful ways we can connect with each other and the world around us. This podcast is about all of us and our shared stories. Everyone is welcome here, and we're so glad you hung out with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you tune into your favorite shows. Drop us a review letting us know your thoughts about reality. You can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at MoviesInUsPod, or email us at MoviesInUsPod at gmail.com. We will be back next week to discuss the newest Pixar film, Elemental. We hope you have an amazing week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.